Welcome to the Insight Through Experience podcast, created for those currently going through our operator training course and for others who are interested in thinking about joining the organization in future years. In this podcast, we're going to be bringing you some highly successful operators, leaders, and training specialists who are going to be revealing their tips, tools, and some techniques to help you achieve peak levels of performance. Now, sit back, take some notes, and use these experiences as stepping stones for your personal success. This is the Insight Through Experience podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Insight Through Experience podcast. This week we have Josh T. Josh is a PJ, a fairly young PJ as well, who just graduated OTC in May, and he found tons of success. In fact, I talked to one of the cadre members the other day, and and that cadre member relayed to me that Josh is one of the best problem solvers that he saw inside OTC this year. So it's really good to have Josh with us this week. He drops a lot of knowledge when it comes to prep for selection, uh, his experience during selection, and then his experience during OTC, including uh, his relationship with the cadre and a whole bunch of other things. So really something uh, valuable this week and you should stick around and grab a notebook and take some notes and stay tuned. Here is Josh T on the Insight Through Experience podcast. Welcome. All right, welcome to the Insight Through Experience podcast. This week we have Josh T. T is in tango. Um, he's going to uh, be dropping some knowledge on us today. We're going to talk about the normal subjects of selection as well as his OTC experience uh, so all of us can gain a little more insight on what he experienced and how he overcame some of the challenges. So, Josh, good morning. Morning. Give us a brief summary of your life up to this point. Where did you grow up? Um, why the Air Force and why pararescue? Okay. Uh, I grew up, I was born and raised in Illinois. Uh, throughout my life, I've always been pretty physical, enjoyed being an athlete, staying as active as possible. I never really enjoyed school, though. School was always something that I always put on the back burner. Um, it frustrated me more than anything, just sitting down all day and... Uh, I knew I, I was mentally fit for it, but at the time, it just didn't suit me. Uh, throughout high school and whatnot, I played basketball and just did the bare minimums, obviously, to get by to get good grades. Well, not good grades, but standard just to graduate. Um, I played basketball up to my senior year in high school, and then I became a personal trainer for a few years leading up to me enlisting in the Air Force. I graduated in 2010 and for a few years leading up to my enlistment I did a semester of junior college just to kind of fill in the time gap to figure out what exactly I wanted to do and pretty much solidified of me knowing I did not want to continue with school for the time being always been interested in military or law enforcement and I started researching those routes going on and I had a few clients at the gym that were from prior army and actually enlisted Air Force and someone brought up to me that Air Force had the most special operations out of all the branches, and I had no idea at the time because I was just looking at the SF route, SEALs, and then even possibly just Marines, just something to do, just trying to gain as much knowledge as possible, and went home, did some research, and that's how I found Pararescue, and I liked everything that they stood for. I really liked their motto that always may live and the mission set behind it, and of course, all the qualifications that come with it, the free fall, the combat dive, 
and whatnot, it's, it, it really took my interest. Um, what drove you to the 724? I was always interested in it. I saw a recruiting briefing just graduating the apprentice course uh, that came out, had a PowerPoint, and I've heard about it before. And knowing that there's a whole nother level to this career, it, it's something that for me, it, regardless, it was going to interest me, knowing that to be like, there's a whole nother level to be the best. And that's something I always strive for. And it would be something always looming over my head to want to try it and, and do it. But what really made me want to go, and probably earlier than I was planning in my head was my leadership. Um, I did one deployment with the 57th RQS, and that's something I definitely wanted to do, get the experience to see what the job really entailed um, while deployed. And it pretty much came to how I expected. We didn't do much work. We did a lot of training though, because we had a lot of downtime, but seeing the con-ups of what the other task force were doing and me sitting back, twiddling my thumbs, looking like, okay, I'm pretty much in ambulance service for these people, which is good, but knowing that I could be on the X with them doing that and watching the little birds take off and whatnot, I thought that was the coolest thing. And that's what really motivated me. And I also brought up the 7242, my leadership, while I was deployed, pretty much right at the beginning of the year. And they were all for it. They wanted me to go. They motivated me even more too. Um, as soon as I brought it up, they pretty much told me you have till March to submit your packet or you're not going to go this year. They really pushed me to go. And I was, I thought I'm like, awesome. Like it's, it's happening. It's doing it. Which from what I've heard, some other guys have some issues with that. And I think I was very fortunate and my leadership permitted me to do that very early. And they had the faith in me too. That's, that's awesome. Um, what would you tell guys out there who are maybe on the fence? They feel like they're young in their PJ career. They feel like they need more experience before they put in an application. What would you tell them out there from your experience? Um, I would say as long as you are confident and know your abilities and it's and know the basics, it's it's all it is is built upon the basics and doing that well. You should uh, should come up. Um, I wouldn't hold back on it because for me, being a less experienced person. The, the two four like OTC trained me. Uh, they trained me up to get me where they wanted me to be. And I knew coming in, I was very anxious, knowing my experience level, and I, I knew I had holes for my skill sets. They they aren't looking, I, I believe, for the best person at selection, like to knock every skill out of the park perfectly. I think they're looking for the right person and how they tackle the whole course of selection, your failures, your successes, and everything in between. How you carry yourself. It's pretty much that will to keep fighting, to keep going, and I think that's what they're looking for yeah looking back at your performance from my perspective because i remember you well uh i think you just nailed it that's you know we see the younger guys got a little bit of time on earth like you did a year in college uh that maturity really shows up in guys by the way the guys who went to college and decided man this isn't for me i'm looking for something else but when they come to selection we can really see the maturity of those extra years but regardless doesn't matter if uh, one of the operators said this in recruiting brief, whether you're nine months out of school or nine years out of school, if you want to operate at a different level, then just put in your package and let us let us figure it out. Yeah. Uh, what was going through your mind? So we picked you up in phase one. We decide to bring you up and you got reporting instructions. What was going through your mind once you started reading through that ginormous package? Um, I actually remember it pretty well. Um, I had a couple of my teammates from my unit. We both came up and 
I believe I was out training on the tower doing something outside and I came back into the team room. They're like, hey, check your mailbox. We got something from the 724 for our application. See if you, you got it too. I'm like, and kind of like uh, heart started pumping a little bit. I'm like, all right, let's see. Cause obviously didn't hear anything for a while and reading the instructions, it's, it's very professional, but at the same time, it's a little daunting because you know this is this is the, the unit, this is where you want to go, and it's just laid out instructions, exactly what you need, exact packing list, um, nothing crazy wazoo about it. But I remember just like studying it and being like not wanting to mess anything up, and but also just reading that package was exciting, nervous, and anxious. Those were like the top emotions going on in my head reading it. What kind of uh, prep were you doing? back at home for those uh, just so people know they only get the reporting instructions about 30 days before they arrive for day one so what were those 30 days like in your world because you're still balancing your job mm -hmm. during that time as well yep um so knowing that i was interested in the 724th and always just being a very physical person i always enjoyed working out and staying in good shape i just pretty much it motivated me that much more and discipline myself even more for my training regimen with my skill set and with working out that pretty much started I started hitting it hard on my deployment at the beginning of the year because we deployed in January and that was there for January February March pretty much till May time frame out there and we had a lot of downtime so normal schedule was working out in the morning going to work and that was pretty much entailing some sort of training working just the core skills we had med mondays and doing ropes and stuff throughout the week so just working that and then doing another workout in the afternoon that was the deployment schedule and i tried to continue that pretty much throughout the whole year before i started prepping for my rucking which was about in august two months out and from there it was kind of a slow tapering off in a way and i just try to stay as active as I could leading up to it and then start specifically training for rucking. But at the back of my mind, it's, 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 you're motivated, but at the same time you, you don't have that reporting instruction. So you don't even know if that you're going to get picked up. So it was nice when I got that package, I'm like, all right, I'm for sure going all this training, all this time discipline. And I, I'm, I was single at the time. So it made it easier like training up for it. Um, I didn't have too much distractions, but it made it, it solidified. I'm like, all right, it's happening. And it kind of, rejuvenated the motivation even more. I'm like, all right, 30 days, that's all I have left to, to like no regrets when I show up, take put as much time in as possible and just perform. I think it's good having you on too, because we got Steven's perspective. He was married at the time and now we have the single perspective of, you know, how do you focus as a single guy trying to uh, prep for the experience? All right, so looking back with all the prep you did, um, how did that play out in your mind as you're going through selection? Did you feel as you're going through the events, did you feel like you were prepared enough? Physically, yes, I felt like I was prepared, even though there were some guys doing like the first infill surprise the hell out of me. I didn't even know human beings were capable of moving that fast and trying to keep up with them. But um, skill sets, uh, I did have my frustrations for skills. There was things that I knew I messed up on, but obviously there's one, it's another event you got to do. So reflect on it for like maybe a few seconds and then it's oh, all right erase it onto the next one and do my best to perform on that um physically i felt ready even though it was physically the hardest thing i've ever done in my life i can explain that because i know you're a beast so a that gives that makes me smile to hear guys like you and some other guys up here say it was it was extremely hard what i guess here's a question that could spawn from that 
looking back, if you had to do it again, knowing what you know now, what would you do different in your preparation? I would definitely focus as much more, like if I knew what was going to happen selection, a little less on the physical and even more on some other skills that I was lacking. And for one, mine was definitely leadership because I didn't have a lot of experience. I was just a team member at my previous unit and there was even an event for even just like a mission planning and like a team lead event. And I got put in the role to do it. I didn't say like, Hey, I don't have the experience or not know how to do it. And it obviously it showed, but I think what at least came out of it was I was at least motivated to try out, even though it turned out to what they called an abortion for my mission <laughs> planning. But, you know, just taking the punches, rolling with it and trying everything I could to stand out. And I think at least that showed something like, hey, this guy knew he didn't know anything about it, but he at least did everything he can to, you know, prove his worth to try to be here. Yeah. What was your lowest point in selection? In selection, probably my lowest was probably the, one of the mission plannings that's for one i rolled out of that i'm like that sucked um and then my tower scenario as well i know i i did a frustrating thing on the tower it was it's purely just listening to instructions they told me exactly like a system i had to build and i got too amped up kind of just like looking at him and he's like hey you're gonna do this and i was like yeah yeah and just went right into it building something that he didn't even say that didn't even work and halfway through it he kind of just watched it unfold and he's like so how's your teammate going to send this rope? I didn't fix a line and I had something else completely built and I just looked at it and just knew I'm like, if I, I just listened. What goes through your head there? You're, you're assessing for the premier special tactics organization in the world, I would argue. And, uh, you know, you just made a basic error in front of some of the best PJs or cadre in the world. So how did, how did you process that? It was my heart sank like for a brief second. Uh, I was pounding for a brief like second too, and I'm, and then it went right back into do what you can with what you have. Um, just keep performing, keep pushing through. Um, he even wanted to see where my mind was at. He's like, "Hey, did you listen? Like, did you do this?" I'm like, "Yes." Like, I slowed myself down too as well. I'm like, "Yep, I knew exactly what I did wrong. I failed to listen to instructions, but then try continued on with the event and try not to let that." haunt me for the rest of the time being even though working we had a debrief after the skill set pretty much talking through and i think that's what helped as well as talking he's like hey what did you mess up on and i was able to say hey i didn't do this i didn't do that so i knew and then it was right on to the next event i'm like that's over all right what else is coming up now what's the lesson learned for guys coming up behind you about that mistake um don't be such in a rush I, guys are going to be so amped up they, they want to be here. They want to prove themselves. They don't want to mess up. And that was one of the things that made me so nervous when I knew I was coming up here is you're putting yourself out there and guys don't want to fail. Um, that's the people that want to be here. And when it does happen, you can't let it absorb you, let it consume you. You have to move on and you have to just slow things down because nothing coming up here is is any different than what you've done in terms of your skill set. It's all the basics and they just improve upon it. You do the basics very, very well and they grow from that in OTC. It's just the repetitions and doing it better and faster. That's what I came to learn. There's nothing crazy, insane special skill or like superpower that people have. They are just very good at their jobs. What were some things that guys were doing around you? The first part of this question is, what were some of the things guys were doing around you and you were like, man, that guy's going to get picked up? Like, there's no way that guy isn't getting picked up after this selection. Um, confidence. Confidence in their skills and their abilities. Um, 
even when we were hanging back at the dorms, going over, prepping for things, talking about, like, thinking about what's leading up next, some of the guys that I thought, like, how they were just carrying themselves throughout the dorm, just, they weren't cocky at all, but just, like, you can tell they were experienced and knew what they needed to do. They performed very well, just very even keel throughout the whole time, not letting them get too excited, too stressed. They just did what they had to. They listened to instructions, slowed everything down. And I think if people just do that, like take the take that breath when you get in the instructions, just relax. Yeah, I think what's awesome is Stephen kind of said the same thing, right? He used the analogy, uh, if we go back to your tower scenario, uh, a lot of times we get told hit the ball over the left fence, <laughs> but all we hear is hit the ball over the fence and then we start swinging yep. and uh, we don't achieve the yep. objective. So very good. Y'all are kind of reinforcing each other. I like it. How about what were some of the guys doing that you were like – yeah, this guy doesn't have a chance because uh, he keeps repeating these same things. I think it's almost just like that. They, they come from a skill station or their mentality. Even when we had events in the dorms, like they would be called out and then come back into our little, I guess you'd call it like a day room meeting center, just how they carried themselves. Like, oh, I messed that up or like thinking too much or reflecting upon it. Or I would run into guys who like, I would say like, Hey, how's it going? Like really quick. And like, dudes would just be shaking their heads like oh, like the other guys messed up their tower scenario and I think they just let that consume them and that just ate them up throughout the whole time if guys you get that self-doubt in your head that's a seed that's planted and I, that just sprouts so quickly here at Selection what was it like when you uh, when we came in the room and told you you were picked up I was it was uh, pretty emotional um just like in my head, I think I, I stayed just level-headed because I think you came out and there was guys remaining in the room and you said, for the guys who are in here, these you guys have been accepted. And I, I think I, in my head, I was just like, holy crap, it, it happened. Like, I, I actually did it. And I think it, it kind of absorbed a little bit more over time because I think I still needed to recover from selection. But coming back to my unit and, like, having that downtime because – getting accepted was amazing but then you're also with the guys who haven't been and primarily my job was and even both my teammates i was with the time was to support them being around them and helping them out because it sucks you you put yourself out there you just went through the ringer for 10 days you know um but once i finally got home and kind of got a chance to like call my family and i think that's what really did is calling my family and my my girlfriend at the time too and tell them hey this is happening like i'm moving to north carolina which for one which is exciting because Instead of going to Italy farther away from my family, I'm coming to the States. So it was a double positive. And I think that's what even made it like, this is it. This is happening. And then shortly after that, it was right into, it doesn't stop though. I still need to perform now. OTC is the next challenge. I need to recover and then continue my skills, continue evolving. Yeah, that leads us into the next question. First, that was a great answer. Just, I didn't even put it together I thought about this because I knew the 57th was moving to Italy. Mm-hmm. But, man, there was some pressure on the line for guys who didn't want to move farther away from America. Like, that's some pressure. And then when you get told that, man, we're moving you to North Carolina, that, that had to be some relief. Yes. So what were you doing? You came through fall selection. Is that correct? Yes. So you had a little bit of time before you PCS. What month did you PCS here the next year? I came in at the end of April. Okay. Yeah. So you had some time. What, what was – Josh's life like during that time period between selection and PCS? So there wasn't much going on in terms of training because the 57th was in that transition of, all right, we're moving to Aviano. It's kind of they started doing inventory and whatnot. So it was mostly on me to stay current on my skills 
And we did a few TDYs here and there, some jump trips. And then it was literally on me to stay current with my ropes, stay current with medicine, because we didn't really have a much huge training events. It was everyone was kind of leaning into like, all right, we got this huge move. How are we going to move the unit? Sending guys over early to do that. So I was trying to help out as much as I could with that. But then it, it was literally on me to stay, keep that self-motivation and not have that finish line syndrome of, okay, I got picked up, you know, I made it. It's not nearly the case. And as I went through OTC, like it, it's not... Um, so yeah, just kept current on my skills, try to stay motivated, and then also went to ALS, which was a lot of fun leading up to that too. It's good to get that out of the way. Yeah. Though. How was like? Let's summarize before we get in deeper into OTC. Just give me the overall summary. Looking back now that you've had some time to reflect, what was that like for Josh? It was a roller coaster of emotions. It was challenging. Uh, the most challenging thing I've done in terms of my career and performance. Um, I felt like oh, I always did relatively well at my unit throughout the pipeline with the other guys. But then obviously coming up here, the, the guys I was with were very experienced, um, knew the job very well and can do things. I felt like twice as fast, if not even faster than I could when I first got here. And um, it was a lot. Um, I knew I was kind of behind the power curve a little bit. So I had a lot of catching up to do. But And that's what made it challenge. And that's what made graduating even that much sweeter, though. And and something I'll never forget for sure. You said it earlier, and I often say in recruiting briefs that we're going to give you all the experience you need during OTC. It's going to be kind of like deploying two or three times worth of experience, like good deployments where you're actually doing something. Expand on that, whether you agree with it or not, and then expand on what you think about that statement. I definitely agree. Um, I got the most repetitions and scenarios that I've ever gotten throughout my whole career, um, even throughout the pipeline, the culmination exercises to becoming a PJ, and then my mission qualification upgrade training for, as well, like nothing compares. Um, the reps you get is literally what makes you better here is the constant repetitions of it. And also as well, it's the cadre, the experience, and the debriefs. I, I learned so much and it was cool to see how much I improved, which was awesome too, is not make like I made a bunch of mistakes. I probably made the most mistakes out of any guy on OTC. I think being a little bit less experienced, but the debriefs I got from the cadre and just learning overall and knowing like they're here to teach me and just being a sponge and just soaking up all their knowledge. They're the best in the world at what they do. So how can you not? Josh, looking back at all the training in OTC, what would you say was the most valuable training experience to you? Um. I was think I was literally actually thinking about this while walking over here of what like my highlights were. There was uh, there was a lot. Um, there's there's a lot of stress, but I definitely enjoyed CQB because that was something never done before. And being at one of these type of units, that's something that's a huge focus on. And it was a blast. I I, I do like enjoy shooting and the tactics and that go through it and the precision that you need to have inside the house is it was very very cool. And then as well as all our, for PJs, I can speak at least on this, was our CSAR trips. That's what made me completely, my skill set so much better and evolve was the type of scenarios they're throwing at us and the things that we did, like the patients, like anything we can do for any type of CSAR, confined space, ropes or whatnot. It, it was awesome problems to have and things that I've never even dealt with before and learning how to solve them. It, it was awesome. Those are like my top two things where I was like, this is awesome. All right, this is going to take you setting aside your humili humility for a second. Okay. I just talked to Mr. Lafayette coming up here, mm -hmm. right? the man and the myth. 
And he said, you were awesome at problem solving. So what makes Josh a better problem solver than some of his teammates coming through OTC? And I know you don't want to compare it to them because they were great teammates, but he singled you out as one of the best problem solvers that have come through in a while. So what make what made that a reality for you? Um, wow. I take that as a huge comment because I feel like that's something I feel in my head I, I struggled with. I think probably just learning. Um, I think I had a good ability and still do now of the motivation of wanting to learn. And that just helps me to be a sponge to not make the same mistakes because they put me in leadership positions to figure things out where I would make a mistake. Like that was the incorrect way to go about it. And it wasn't based upon just negligence. It was just because I didn't know what I didn't know at the time. And they would take me on a debrief, be like, this is the correct way to do it. And it's something I wrote down. And then later on they would, give me that problem again to see like that coachability and I knew at least how to solve it and how to deal with it then in the future. And I think that's probably what set me apart because I felt like the majority of the problems that I got, I, I think I messed up, but then I just made sure I did it correctly the next time because I think they wanted to see to reinstill, okay, did he actually remember what we taught him? So I'm going to dig in on that just a little bit. What is Joss's secret to take critical feedback, process it, and then apply it later on? I believe my secret is it's something that's of just knowing that it's the most important thing that makes you progress to make you evolve to become the best version of yourself. If you can't take critical feedback, that literally just puts a ceiling on your potential. You you just stop that right there. Um, it's always going to happen regardless how good you are. You can always be better. Everybody has something to offer regardless of what position they're in. They know something more than you do. So you can always learn something from somebody. And then obviously being with the cadre here, the experience that I had being the best in the world, I was pretty much just with a notepad, just staring at them like, okay, what, what about this? What's this? And every deep refine them, okay. Because they have the experience to back it up. And even the story, be like, this is why I do this because this happened. It's not just a theory. They've actually done it. Describe the most difficult time you had in OTC and, and how did you overcome it? Um, my most difficult time was the team lead positions. And then that would be in the CSAR scenarios because I knew they're high stress and I knew they were evaluating me to see if, if I'm improving because I knew it was, I, I felt like I, I would be making mistakes and wanting to be like, okay, I'm learning, like I'm getting this. And I would also say RAF too as well because leading up to it, like being in the positions, there was a few missions like I would do well on, I'd perform, and then there's other missions like walking back, like I felt like I did terrible, I, I, like not as well, I made mistakes, simple things, and then going back and listening to the debriefs of what I can do, and it's just controlling the chaos that's going on around you and figuring it out. But those were definitely the hardest scenarios was the leadership in the CSAR for at least PJ, and then the culminations because it's pretty much the CSAR events but on steroids with a lot more moving parts and just controlling the chaos because you know shit's going to hit the fan it's like nothing's going to go crazy like there that's why you're training and just waiting for it to happen and as soon as that call happens of a man down eagle down or something you're like all right let's go time and yeah that's extremely interesting so when for josh um mission just dropped you're prepping maybe the blades are turning or you're in certain via vehicle when is the stress at its peak for you i would feel probably getting to if i'm on the the helo like getting to the crash site or the accident site seeing what's going on 
because it's kind of the what if, like you, you kind of know the number of patients or they even tell you, okay, number of patients unknown, injuries unknown, so that you don't know exactly what you're walking into. And it's kind of like right then and there, like you can't really pregame it at all or anything. You have to solve it right then and there. And same thing with that rap, like that eagle down, like fi- trying to find them in the building. I'm like, all right, have no idea how many, where, what the issue is or where you're taking contact from. So it's kind of, I'd feel like if you were in a boxing match, as soon as you get that, that first punch done, like all the nervousness goes away. As soon as I get hands on that patient, like it's just focusing on it. That is, the, that's what my focus is. And that it's no more what if or what's going on around me. It's just getting the job done then and the nerves are gone. Some of the uh, guys that maybe struggled a little bit in OTC, what would you, we don't have to go by name, but I think these are honestly, they're trends that we see across every OTC. What are some of those things that you saw maybe hanging them up and what did they do to overcome those? I think some of the things hanging some guys up were, so guys were coming here very experienced. I think it was hard for them to get critical feedback. I feel having the 360 feedbacks when they got like the actual results, like seeing them on the computers, I feel like that was like a high stress week for a lot of guys. Guys, I think had some pent up aggressions and whatnot, and some guys handle feedback better than others. And it's it's hard, it's humbling for guys to hear what they're not good at and what they can prove. Um, even for me, like I feel like I can take feedback relatively well, but it hurts at the same time. But it's there to help improve you. And I think it's the guys with even like debriefs or something that had happened and. I think the best example would be CQB in the house. Um, you went did a room, everybody's watching you in the rafters and they're watching your number three man. Hey, number three man, like your footwork or like where your coverage was, that was completely messed up. And guys would be like right away, no, that wasn't me. Instead of just being, roger that, just listen, learn, it's the next repetition. So guys just be there to learn instead of trying to argue or fight back. You've already said a lot of positive things about the cadre, but let's just focus in on it with with one question, and that is, what was the experience like, and, and what would you tell other people uh, to expect when they're coming up here? Um, the experience with the cadre was was great. Um, some at first were a little bit more approachable than others, but I think that's just their temperaments of how they are. But all all of them very professional. And then as you get to, and as OTC progresses, you get to know them more. Um, for me, it was obviously being as respectful as possible, like pretty much almost when I was in the pipeline, I would just, cause I think maybe it's the less experience in me to call him Sergeant and whatnot. But then as you obviously get to know him, like I'm sure if you called him by the first name from the beginning of OTC, that wouldn't even make them mad, but you get to know him more and you spend the time with them. So I could go up to him and it made it that much easier to approach him. But even from the beginning, very approachable always had an answer for any question they had and if they didn't they would try to find out for you or help you out for training for anything um they've truly wanted guys to succeed to get everybody through that like that was their number one goal and you could i saw it the whole time throughout otc they did everything they could whether it was family situations for guys to make sure if they were going to miss training how they can make it up or to make sure everything was good in their personal life so they could just focus on becoming the best operator they possibly can be which is awesome do you have to use the POTUS staff at all going through OTC? Do you have any injuries? Um, I'd say probably at the beginning of OTC, I had a little bit of a aching like knee injury going on. So John, the strength coach, helped me out. Um, he would like give us the workouts, and I'd be like, "Hey, like this bothering me? Great alternatives to do." Or even when we were traveling as well, he would show up and quick, easy workouts or something. Because that's the last thing I would want to work like think about. I'm like, all right hard day of training, but at least one to maintain because it's going to only help my performance out OTC to stay healthy. And he would give me something that wouldn't tax me too much, but just keep me like in good shape and perform well 
throughout OTC. And then Ben was another good help as well. Um, he helped me with my note taking for things to reflect upon, how to like pretty much get the most out of my notes and the context of what I was thinking when I wrote them down and to help me absorb as much as possible. Because for me, a lot of mistakes were made and I wrote them down and to reflect upon them and make sure I didn't do it again. And he helped me a lot to optimize that as much as possible. Anything else to say about the POTUS staff? Any experience during OTC or beyond? Um, probably the most interaction I had with the POTUS staff would definitely be that peak performance week, which was, I thought, one of the coolest things actually ever from the beginning of OTC. I've never had any experience like that before of how to really break down like where you're at mentally and how to improve upon it, to see your feedbacks from everywhere, like your skills, like weaknesses from selection, but then just seeing where your temperaments are. And that I think was a great foundation for OTC to see who could probably like be like, all right, we should pair these two guys up because they're going to butt heads, which it's bound to happen in OTC. And then who like pairs up like better with others and why I think that's helps explain it too, is why somebody is the way they are. Cause it definitely breaks it down. We have, advanced a lot over the last few years where doc thompson actually helps the cadre form the teams before otc by using their profiles their psychological profiles their disc profiles their propensities their history so we can create teams who are diverse and who can when it's time to solve a problem they have all sides of the equation weighing in if you look at us in the past we just ad hoc through teams together and you'd have a lot of guys who solve problems the same and they couldn't creatively solve their way out of the problem so it, it is very unique where we're going and peak performance has been a really big help with that all right so looking at your performance during otc thinking about the guys who are coming up behind you maybe even the guys going through otc right now because they are in their cqb phase right now um what are two pieces of advice, one or two pieces of advice that Josh would give them to uh, help maximize their success? I would definitely say the reflection is a huge piece. Um, for me, even I was, uh, which I'm so glad I was tasked with this, my leadership from OTC uh, put the two, like the less experienced PJ and the less experienced controller to kind of make AARs for pretty much the PJ realm and controller. But that also evolved for me just overall, whether it was whole troop size training, just writing and reflecting upon it and making notes. And that really, instead of just jotting down things really quick, like, cause you'll write something in your notebook and be like, I don't even know what the hell I, I was thinking or talking about right there. It really took the time for me to go back to my hotel or even like that weekend when I'd get home and type it out of everything the lessons learned and reflect upon it because that's what helped for me is like, I refuse to let the same mistakes happen. Mistakes are going to happen. It's part of OTC. You're going to have a bad run in the house. You're going to mess up something. And it's just, you got to have the proper reflection to remember how to do it. And like all the things of leading up to it, of like gear management or something to have like a certain order or way of why you did it because this mistake happened or why this needs to be set up. And that really helps. It, it, it can be short every day. Like guys are going to be busy when they get back. They're going to be tired. But if you just do that, like five minutes, just look through your notebook okay, reflect on your notes and maybe probably elaborate a little bit more on that note so you know when you look back later of what you were actually writing and then that's it for the day. Go to bed and then it's a new day. But always have something where you can look back in your notes and it makes sense to you instead of just quick scribble because I used to do that a lot and that helped me tremendously and it's something actually I passed on to this OTC going on now and I'm hoping it's helping them because mistakes were made for me and hopefully they don't make the same mistakes and just improve. 
Okay. So last question. You're on stage. You have every PJ in the entire community sitting in the audience. And there's a whole lot of Josh T's sitting out there. What are you telling them to convince them that this may be the right place for them? If it's something they're interested in, they'll do the necessary prep. They'll know what they pretty much need to do. They know they need to be good at the basics to get here. And they can't let their self-doubt hinder them from coming up. Um, it's, it's a daunting task, of course, but that's what makes it part of becoming up here that much sweeter. But you, you can't let the self-doubt take control over you. Um, put in the time, the work, what you can do. Because um, if you have that confidence in your core skills, that's going to reflect when you come up here. You don't have to be some sort of superhero to do it. It's just being good at the basics. It's nothing wise to do. And you just got to take that leap and have that confidence when you get here. And all the rest will fall into place. Last question, part B. So 10 years from now, if Josh would have stayed outside of the fence line, or 10 years from now, you are in the fence line, what are those futures? How are those futures different? I believe coming up here, obviously on my skill set wise is the best it's ever been because I got the best training I've ever had in my life and probably ever will throughout OTC. So you're going to be the best operator you possibly can be coming at this unit. That is guaranteed 100%. And then plus the options and the knowledge and I think the networking that comes along with this unit, the, the friendships you'll make and whatnot, is it gives you great opportunities to branch out afterwards even as well. Um, everyone here is very professional, knows how to do the job very well. And then in terms like they're, they're, they have their life put together pretty well and there's people, you're in a good network. So you surround yourself by people like that. I, I think that's just going to set you up for success for the rest of your life then too. So it makes me super happy to be up here i'm excited and it's just the beginning for me too and i'm already loving it yeah the journey's young but we are excited to have you here all right josh any closing words for the podcast um just for the otcers um just be a sponge that's the biggest thing that'll help you um always keep learning don't shut yourself off from any type of advice or whatnot and it'll carry you a long way all the way to graduation Man, I'm humbled, and I appreciate the time. These guys come do this on work time, so they're giving up something uh, to come do this. So I appreciate it. I know the audience appreciates it. That's, that's the least I can do. All right, y'all. Special thanks again to Josh T for coming over and giving us a, an incredible interview with some really great perspective. I'll be honest with you. I was just sitting there kind of blown away at, A, how articulate he is, but B, how he expresses himself and how excited he is to be here as an operator. And that excitement just spills over uh, and just makes those around him happy and excited too. And I felt a lot of that during our interview. All right, folks, that is it for the Insight Through Experience podcast for this week. Stand by next week and we'll bring you another operator, expert, or specialist. All right, appreciate you joining in and we will see you next time.